Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, everyone out there. Welcome to season 15 of Married at First Sight, episode 17, aka Decision Day. Hello, Aid. Hi, Tane. We are here. We made it to this very important day. <laughs> it feels so strange. <laughs> How was your week? Uh, my week was great. I went and saw Lizzo, which was amazing. Good. I've never seen her live. I highly recommend. From, from what I hear, it's great. I just feel so positive on the inside. She's a very <laughs> positive person. Plus, she she's from Houston, that. so she like called out all these Houston things. She had like the high school band from where she went to high school. Uh, she gave them a section. It was it was just like, oh, I love oh, Houston and nice. I love you. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. How's your week? How, what did you see last weekend? <laughs> Wait, what did be you get comfortable with? <laughs> Wait, to get subtle. <laughs> I, listen, I'm exhausted as we speak because I went straight from BarbaraCon. It felt like I didn't have time to do laundry and then headed to Vegas for Usher's residency. So that's who I saw and it was amazing. Oh my God, Usher still got it. He never lost it, but man, it was a great show. It was a lot of energy. Um, You know what was so funny? Kim Kardashian was supposed to be at the concert. I didn't know that, but I was looking, Lala was there and they're really good friends. And she put on her story, I guess she was surprised by Kylie or whatever. And they try to land and... The plane couldn't land because of bad weather, which the bad weather was that it was windy. When we got there, everyone kept asking, are you here for the festival? I'm like, what festival? It was the When We Were Young festival. I don't know if you've heard about it. That had all like the bands from like the early 2000s, the Paramore, the, alter the, alternate, the alternate rock bands, basically. Okay. And then there was a lot of emo people just walking around and it got canceled. I want to say day one. Um, cause Clara and Virginia were apparently there. 
I didn't see them guys. Sorry. But it got canceled and the weather was so bad because the weather was so bad. So yeah. So it would have been a mess if Kim Kardashian was around because uh, she had an entourage, she had security guards and the camera was filming. So I don't know how that would have worked. You said Lala. Yes. It's not the Lala from Vanderpump Rules. It's the no, other it's, Lala. No, it's not. Lala Anthony. Carmelo okay. Anthony's Anthony's wa- okay. ex ex-wife. Yes. So yeah, she was there. Ella Reed was there. Um, Robin Thicke showed up. Keith Sweat showed up. Um, Teddy Riley showed up. Tamar Braxton's ex-husband Vince was there too. But he kept looking like he stole something. He kept looking back like people were chasing him. I'm like, what's going on, fool? So Tamron Hall sat right in front of me. I saw I your planned, picture. <laughs> <laughs> planned on asking her. She's so pretty. Oh my God. I planned on asking her for a thing, but she left like halfway through. Her people came and took her away. So, oh but yeah. Yeah. But it was fun and it was good and it was a good time. And now I'm not going anywhere for the rest of the year. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> but there's only one more trip before the end of the year, which for me really feels like just sitting at home. Feels good. It feels nice. It does. It does. I was trying to come over to see you. Come to your side of town, but I just don't have the energy to muster. It's okay. The only trip I have planned before the end of the year is to be in your area. So <laughs> it all works out as long as I get to see you, right? I mean, you live here. You don't know that yet, but you live here. <laughs> all right. So what do we need to update the people about this week? Guys, you can look for us. On Is This Real Life with Mandy Slutsker. We uh, will be on the show this week. It comes out on Sunday. Um, and then in a couple of weeks, we will... Love is Blind is on. We know you all are watching just like we are watching. We will be doing a bonus episode on Patreon in a couple of weeks. We will be covering the whole season before this thing is done. Okay. All right. Tay, what is happening with these... I, I, I have negative like thoughts sometimes about the old people. From maths. What do you mean? I just sometimes I'm like these jokers. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Deanna and Greg. I saw cute pictures of them this week. That doesn't count. But everybody else. How <laughs> about Amani and Woody? Okay. What's going on with them? <laughs> no, I'm saying, do you count them as the jokers? Don't they get an no, exemption? I just to be perfectly honest, you said the word Jamie to me before we even started the show. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> all right. So like I mentioned, Clara and Virginia were in Vegas. And they put up all these pictures. And they were like, I don't know who is who, who whose account it was. But they were like, the last time they were there was for their honeymoon. And obviously, this was better. Um, the last time, they had just married strangers. And now one of them contemplated it again. But it wasn't Virginia. So this was Virginia's account. Did that make sense? Or should I say that again? <laughs> I understood. But it goes back to they can never post about anything they do in life without referring to married at first sight again. The exactly. thing that is over for them. Move on. Exactly. And this is the thing that irritates me about these two is like sometimes it's okay to keep things to yourself. Because the reason why they said that where one of them contemplated and it wasn't Virginia, then the next thing was like a TikTok video where they did the thing where they captioned each other while doing a dance. So one dance, the caption was the friend who rarely goes home alone, goes home alone in Vegas. And that was Virginia. 
And then for Clara, it was the friend who always goes home alone, but does not go home alone in Vegas. Do we need to know that you had a one night stand or that you <laughs> met somebody or that you contemplated getting married to them? Like, just have your fun, do what you need to do, but you don't need to make a whole production about it, but oh, well. Uh, <laughs> they're becoming a very annoying presence on the social media. <laughs> you know, it's funny enough. I was just thinking recently, like, oh, we haven't seen them in a while. I mean, Clara's always posting, but it's either like a Taylor Swift song or something like that. She's a Swifty, a hard Swifty. Um, Jose shot a local commercial. So he has a lot of these videos where he says doing what I love and all that stuff. So I thought it was like a production company or something that he does. So he showed himself shooting like an AC, like a HVAC. I don't know what it is. Commercial. And then my friend who lives in Texas messages me and she's like, oh my God, I just saw Jose in a commercial. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if he was him or not. And she's like, he's really short. I was like, we've been known he was short. <laughs> so I mean good for him doing what he loves does Jose want to be an actor I'm so confused <laughs> I think so <laughs> I he started out so. by doing commercials for HVAC I, I don't know what to tell everybody's you everybody's gonna start I somewhere I guess <laughs> I mean it's maybe it's a side hobby I don't know cause I mean he still works for NASA I think I, I don't know you mentioned earlier that I brought up Jamie's name and it's because Jamie, we went through a whole journey with Jamie to see if she's pregnant. Like it started yesterday where she started saying like, she's so tired and Doug even mentioned that she's not, she's, she hasn't been as tired as this. And the last time she was this tired was when she was pregnant. So she was so excited and she went to get a pregnancy test and it was a whole, she didn't want to pee on the stick. She wanted to pee on here. And thank you for my, she says, girlfriends, F-R-A-N-S, for the support and all that. And right before we started recording, I'm like, I have to go see if she's, if she's pregnant because she's like, wish me luck. And then she's like, spoiler alert, um, it's negative. And I'm like, if she was pregnant, I was like, did she already know that she was pregnant? But she's like, you know, trying to conceive is not for the faint of heart. So all thoughts aside for Jamie, I really do hope she gets this third baby because she's trying hard and taking us on that journey with her. My mind is open, people. If we have listeners who really, really like Jamie, I need you to send me a message explaining why. Because I need to understand who likes Jamie and why they like Jamie. Because I find her so very, very annoying. <laughs> if I had to guess based on the comments that are sometimes underneath hers, it's how open she is and transparent she is and how she embraces her flaws. Those are the things people like about her. And I think for me, it's just that it doesn't come across as authentic. It just seems like a sales tactic, but that's just me. And finally, you know, Steve, dear Steve of Stephen Noy fame, had a post. I didn't quite understood. He took a picture of his eyes and there was a whole long caption about, you know, being multiracial and all that stuff. But some excerpts of what he said was that he thought that, you know, only minority races were susceptible to racism because he couldn't think of a slur that could inflict as much pain on the white part of me as it did my Asian part. And he also said something like, when somebody asks me which of my ethnicities I identify with more, I struggle to provide an answer. 
And then he said, I'm just thankful that forms nowadays let me choose multiple boxes instead of just one. So I don't have to feel bad for the half that gets left out. And then he said something about his genetics, why he took the picture of his eyes, like his, his mom, his dad's blue eyes and his dad's because he has like greenish eyes or something like that. But I, I don't know the point of what it was, but it brought me back to remember that question someone asked if the live, love, laugh, live, love, laugh captions make me see Steve in a different way. And I'm like, that didn't do it, but this does it for me. I, I don't know his intention. It could be me misreading it, but this post really read like a, I don't see color post. <laughs> the whole direction when you were describing it, I was like, what is he saying? It's it's gonna. I I don't want to judge anybody. I mean, everybody gets to have their own lived experience, but saying I'm embracing the white part of yeah. me really doesn't sound right. <laughs> it sounds really strange. And I also just think that Instagram is not the best forum for making me understand what he's trying to say. Yeah. And for context. And it was just really long. And it was just, where are we going with that? And I don't know. He was talking about how you could be stereotypical that goes beyond race. And all. anyways, good luck to Steve. But, but I, I am guess- glad for him for two boxes because two boxes is equality. And I know a lot of mixed race people really can't stand that they have to pick one box. So yes, and- know that. Good for America for catching up on that. Because in the UK, biracials are called biracials. It's not like a four-letter word like it is here. Like you have to pick what are you or what are you not. So you're right. Good for him on that. But for me, it was just like, I didn't understand where he was going with it. And that could be on me. But I'm just trying to announce, guys, this is a formal announcement that Steve and I's love affair is done. I'm sad for you, but I understand (laughs) irreconcilable differences (laughs) sometimes a good thing just has to come to an end yeah it is well how did we feel about the decision day tay you know i texted you at the very start of the episode and i was like i forgot that we have to do a lot of talking when all i'm really here for is yes or no (laughs) that's all i want to hear is yes or no yeah well Mass will never give you that, but we'll be right back to talk about this episode in depth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're back. I think we've mentioned before that this is the first outdoor decision day that we've had. And I think you pointed out that it was a winery. Yes, and it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was, I wish they could do this every time. <laughs> if I had to listen to people talking nonsense, I want a beautiful background. 
Well, before we dive into the episode, I think the beginning where we were watching the scenes of where they got ready, I was just like, what was the direction for this? Like, hey, you look up. Hey, you look out the window. Now stare at your ring. Because it was just very, <laughs> it was just very um, interesting to look at. But anyways, I did appreciate that we dove right into it and we started with Stasha and Nate and the experts are yapping on about concerns and how they have been having issues and Pascal is concerned about how Nate is handling his stress. They play their wedding over and we get the new tradition of them doing those weird wedding voiceover thingies and stuff. And I laughed when Nate said, I love how it feels when people stare at us when we're together. <laughs> I remember when at the beginning of this thing, I said that they were both very shallow people and that's why they would get along. <laughs> I mean, they are not shallow people. I think I've learned that over the season, but that line, Nate proven my point for me. Yeah, no, he's a shallow person. I mean, we will not forget you're so thin. I like how small your waist is and all that. It's all, the- I mean, and that's okay. He likes being the couple that when they step out, everyone's like, okay, you look good together. Something I forgot to mention last week was something Nate said to Stasha, where he said, when he was telling her that he didn't love her, and he said that he wanted to be comfortable enough to be naked around her, I was going to ask you, like, were you as taken aback as I was at that statement? Because aren't they the freaky couple of the season? Like, are we having sex in the dark with clothes on or what's happening? I, I mean, I still think they're the freaky couple, but I do think there's an intimacy to just like walking around naked. That's not the same as being in bed naked. I think that's what he was referring to. Wow. I'm trying to separate the two. <laughs> okay. So he walks in first with some freakishly long flowers. Maybe it was just me. (laughs) And she comes in. They didn't even hug or anything. So she says that she cares for him, but everything that has happened has made her feel unsure, even though they have something special. Um, Dr. Pepper brings up their conflict and asks what Stasha is wrestling with. And this girl pulls out a list of things. And she says, The anger rejection, the communication, the comprehension, the disrespect, and then the mommy issues. I screamed when she said mommy (laughs) issues. I said, oh, no, she did not. Like, oh. And she's like, I feel like your childhood trauma with your mom is affecting me and you're viewing me in the similar light. And uh, did you think she went too far? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. And the thing is, I think in my mind, I knew she was going to say yes. So I was like, why are you reading this awful list? Do these people not care about protecting their relationships at all? You can't unsay things and you can't. It just felt like she was throwing things that he shared with her back at him. So she starts to tear up and she says like the difference is that she's 37 and she's established. And the unspoken part is your mom was 25 and not established. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> Stasha, stop, please. I just, is this the place to litigate this? <laughs> was it necessary? I eh. Nate takes it better than we do because he's actually holding her knee and saying, I apologize for lashing out and I'm just emotionally overwhelmed. But Nate, my dude, he's like, I apologize, but she needs work too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Then she says things that are, you know, sometimes they're not sincere and that she's condescending and she's cold. I'm like, okay, we're doing a tit for tat. But one thing about Nate, he will always stand up for himself. So Pastor Cal is like, okay, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the positivity (laughs) because it was going downhill. So Nate says that he had to fill out 200 questions about who he wanted his partner to be. He likes how feminine she is, how nurturing she is, how ambitious and pretty, and he's grateful for her. And sometimes he just feels insecure and others times um, he feels that they were meant to be together, that she's his wife and she smiles. Then she says, I mean, her list was not as long as... I mean, her negatives are more than the positives because she's like, he's driven. She likes that he tries and that he has a great heart. And then they go straight to decision day and Nate says, yes, she's everything that he asked for and he still wants to fight for their marriage. Stasha turns around and is like, I was going back and forth. I did not sleep last night. Guys, we heard that like three more times in the episode. And she wants to be very candid and transparent that trying to be logical And she looks at the challenges that they had and she was not hopeful, but today she's going to stay committed to him, that she is resilient. And she said she would stand by him and she won't run basically saying that she ain't no quitter and she's going to stay with him and they kiss. And he says, I appreciate you. (laughs) I think I appreciate you is a, a choice. I mean, I think it was okay. He doesn't love her yet. (laughs) so he can't say anything else but I don't know there was still tension between them I think I'll say that much yeah because they literally I think just had a fight the day before but I always knew that they were going to say yes Yeah, and they looked so cute at the end they just looked so cute yeah still siblings are dating but yes okay next up Justin and Alexis based on the order my initial thought is I guess someone's going to say no. Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper sit down for their pre-meeting and Dr. Pepper says that Justin will say yes, but she's not sure about Alexis. Uh, I was ranking and rating the dresses as we were going. Uh, Alexis's dress was good, but it's not the best she's ever done. It's not the best, but she wore that dress. Like, you know how sometimes a dress wears you? Like, she wore that dress. Her body was banging in that in that dress it was but maybe if it had been a different color i just i wasn't i liked it i didn't love it so are you gonna give us the complete ranking at the end yes yes okay you should do the same (laughs) oh okay (laughs) um so they do the replay package alexis reminds us that when she first saw him her first thought was that she had seen him on a dating app she says that he's sweet, but he's sensitive, and there's an inconsistency. Justin says that her looks are a bonus because she's beautiful on the inside, and he calls her bubbly and charming. Justin refers to an accident with the dog. I was like, I would call it more of an incident than an accident. But, you know, <laughs> let's not parse words here. Um, Justin also discusses how Alexis let him give away his dog and then said she wasn't sure. Uh, Nate showed up with a bouquet. Justin shows up with one kind of raggedy looking flower. (laughs) (laughs) Each time someone had flowers, I was like, are the flowers for their person or are there flowers for Dr. Pepper? And if the flowers are for Dr. Pepper, this is a real problem. (laughs) 
And then I was like, if it's not a bouquet and it's only one flower, does this mean no? I don't know. So when she shows up, Justin is all over her. He calls her a goddess. He calls her a queen. And she's smiling. So the experts ask Justin how he feels. And Justin says he feels good. And that last night he had an epiphany that he lives in his head. How many times has Justin had an epiphany that he lives in his head during the course of these eight weeks? <laughs> <laughs> He's grasping for straws. The man is scared. Without Alexis, he wouldn't have had the epiphany. I mean, she really taught him his epiphanies. Um, Alexis says that she appreciates him being vulnerable and appreciates his growth and his love and cherishing her. And I was like, oh, she's about to break up with him. And he, <laughs> he says that he appreciates her listening and he's accused he, he's accused her of not understanding him, but he's seen that she actually does understand him. Pastor Cal, for reasons that I don't really understand and that I don't think he brought up with anybody else, wants to talk about intimacy. (laughs) (laughs) He asks how it has changed their relationship. Justin says it's been fun. Alexis says that she's proud of Justin initiating, but they have work to do. And she sighs. And I was like, wait, we have work to do? I guess she's saying yes. (laughs) Alexis says that she wasn't okay with him throwing Maya and giving up the dog in her face. But he says that he was bringing it up because to him, him doing that was a yes for their marriage. Finally, Pastor Cal says it's time. Justin says it's been an emotional roller coaster. And I'm sorry that I made you feel isolated and alone. And I know there have been times that you resent me. But with that being said, he feels she compliments him. And he's going to continue discovering himself. And that will benefit them both. So his answer is yes. Drama music. Here's another (laughs) one with a letter. Who said write letters? (laughs) Her letter started with the same old negativity. But then she says that she has to confront her fears head on. And she's going in a new direction. And she says she won't say yes to forever. But she says yes to growth and yes to you. Even at that point, I was like, this is the weakest yes I have ever seen. (laughs) Justin says it was beautiful. I was like, I guess. Dr. Pepper said she admires them for their honesty and hope. This marriage marriage is on a wing and a prayer. And Justin can feel it, too. Um, (laughs) uh, They brought their own wine. Because I believe Maps is giving them non-alcoholic wine. So they drank their own wine for this occasion, which was good. Later on, we find out it was very good that they drank their wine. <laughs> uh, talking of people walking into the room with their observations, Allie walked in while I was watching uh, Justin and Alexis, and she said, oh, Alexis isn't happy, and that's why she's not wearing her regular breasty pink. <laughs> she was dressed for a funeral, just not wearing black. <laughs> <laughs> And then we're off to Lindy and Miguel. The shade. Dr. Pepper is like, you know, they've been having ups and downs. The problem is we don't know which Miguel is going to show up. (laughs) I laughed. So from the beginning, honestly, I already knew they were going to say yes because Miguel is wearing a green tie and it matches Lindy's dress to the exact shade. Mm -hmm. So whatever. I had the same thought. (laughs) (laughs) So Miguel is shorter than I realized because... He bent down the least to hug Dr. Pepper. Don't ask me why, but I've been looking at how far everyone had to bend down to hug Dr. Pepper, and she's wearing heels. And 
he just didn't go far. And I don't think I real. I guess for me, I didn't realize how um, that Miguel was that short. So they talk about their miscommunications. She mentions his controlling demeanors and if it's coming from his past. Miguel talks about, you know, holding space for her and not getting defensive. You just see that these two, they fight to win. Like, it's just tit tat, who has the last word? And they talk about feeling each other's energy. She brings up the him saying no to the hug and how when she did what he asked, it still wasn't good enough. And then we just jump straight to the decision. Lindy is like, I am enamored with you, but when I needed you the most in conflict, you pull away and it's painful and it's confusing and it scares me. But seeing him depleted and vulnerable makes her love him even more. Uh, Is that a good thing? Seeing someone depleted is what makes you love them? I I focused on the word vulnerable because it really (laughs) didn't sound right. And the connection that they have that she's so grateful for. So absolutely, yes, she loves him and she hopes they have a long-lasting marriage. Miguel said he wrote something. I mean, I thank God that it wasn't a poem, but then I wondered, is it? Was it one? Did you consider it one? Oh, that was a poem. That was oh. A poem. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a stealth poem, but that was definitely a poem. Okay. I just thought it was words put together. But he says that he's hooked. He's inspired by her. He's obsessed with her. Lindy is just tearing up at this. She's not tearing up. She's crying. There's tears. Dr. Pepper is tearing up too. And then he ends with Lindy. Of course, I want to stay married to you. My decision is yes. I love you. And Dr. Pepper declares that it is the best yes that we've ever had for maps. My memory doesn't go that far for me to know if it's the best yes. I I don't know if it was the best, but Miguel used the phrase till the day I die. Meanwhile, the one we just watched said, Yes, for now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I will give Miguel this. Miguel went through the biggest growth because Miguel, when we started, was, bro, let's just get through the eight weeks. Like, relax. And Miguel, I agree. I think that he is obsessed with Lindy. Like, I think he really likes Lindy. And now he's not doing things because he's being forced to. He really does feel the things that he says he does. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back to talk about Kristen and Mitch. And we are back. When this thing starts, I'm like, of course they're going to say yes, because they're the last couple. Of the five seasons that we have done on this show, the last couple has always said yes. Yeah. But let's get into it. Dr. Pepper says that she has tension and anxiety about this one. (laughs) Pastor Cal says, husband 101, you never say I'm not attracted to you talking about Mitch and the pool incident. Pastor Cal says that they have so much potential and Dr. Pepper says that they take accountability for their mistakes and they apologize and they have a good foundation. And Pastor Cal says they admire and respect each other, which I do see. Mm-hmm. Um, Kristen's dress is good. She needed to wear a padded bra. <laughs> um... Kristen, in her voiceover, she talks about how he cares about his passions and the environment and his family. He's selfless. He's thoughtful. He's respectful. Mitch says he thought that they would never come back from the honeymoon debacle, but they did. And he wonders if they're both two good people or actually a well-matched couple. Mitch reminds us that she wasn't his type when he first saw her, just in case we forgot. 
<laughs> but now he feels like she is beautiful inside and out. Mitch says that he loves Luna. Um, Mitch also says that he comes off all uh, unfiltered. So they play the thing of him having his long silence when he was asked if he was attracted to her. And that his honesty is going to get him into trouble. And sometimes it feels like she overreacts. And I'm like, I agree that she overreacts. But in that pool moment, that was not an example. But okay. Mitch says he needs to figure out if Kristen is the right match for him. So we get to decision day and he he comes out. He says hello to Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal. And they're chatting and they ask him, what will she be wearing? And he predicts she'll be wearing red or orange. And she shows up and I was like, is it red? Is it orange? Is it orangey red? <laughs> she sits down and tells us that she ate a bug on accident. Which Mitch calls the protein of the future. Okay, now it's time for a never-ending conversation. <laughs> Mitch talks about the honeymoon and their challenges there. And he learned that he was more closed off to love than he thought. And that fear had been more responsible for influencing his decisions than he'd acknowledged. Um, but that his weaknesses and vulnerabilities make him free. And people like him better when they know the real him. And Kristen agrees with Pastor, Ga- Pastor Cal that it's progress. Pastor Cal says that he appreciates that they're smart enough to see issues and make corrections and consider the value of what they have. Kristen says that there is a ton that she loves and appreciates about him. Mitch does the same thing. He sings Kristen's praises. She's loyal. She's patient. And he knows he's not an easy person and he brings a lot of extra shit. But she's a great wife and a person and will be a great mother. Dr. Piper says, it's time. And then there's a commercial. And the decision, uh, Mitch says, the decision was not easy. He wasn't sure until last night. Um, She's unforgettable and he's grateful and thankful that she helped him grow. Dr. Pepper and Pastor Kyle are looking very um, worried about what he's saying. Uh, He says they have a lot of good things going. He wants to do it justice, but he knows that not enough. And he knows what she wants and thinks that that's what she deserves and that she's 100% committed. A large part of him wants to continue, but his level of commitment is less than what she deserves. And so he says no. And she says, thank you. It's not easy to say that. I just feel like she just gave him too much grace. <laughs> um, I was annoyed that they let him go first. Uh, for drama, they should have let him go second. So Kristen goes second and she tells him that he put that very well. And it's exactly what she would have said. She wants to say yes. She would give anything for his commitment to be more, but she deserves more. And she's really ready for this. And she deserves to be with someone who's not. So she wants a divorce too. People, in this moment, I am shocked. <laughs> I think to this, even now, I'm still shocked. Okay. Tell us uh, why you're shocked, Aid. What I have noticed in the years of watching maths is that they build up decision day to be this really, really big thing. It's the moment where you decide, you want to stay married, you want to get a divorce. But about uh, 24 hours before decision day, the stance usually changes to if you have a glimmer of a flicker of a kind of a thing, just go on ahead and say yes and see what you could do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Kristen and Mitch probably got that same messaging, but they went in a different direction. Like we do have a glimmer of a flicker of a something going here, 
but it's not enough to continue forward with a marriage, which is just kind of a different direction for the show and for the couples. I'm sorry. Sorry to go back, but I'm thinking like, do you think that they chose Mitch to go first because they thought Kristen might say yes, knowing Mitch is going to say no and they wanted to just spare her all of that? I hope that's the reason. I I felt like the way they were acting, they had come to this decision mutually together the day before. Mm. Like, she was not in any way, shape, or form surprised that he said no. I guess the producers didn't trust Kristen. I don't trust Kristen's word. At the last minute, she might be like, maybe I just give this a chance. And they're just like, Mitch is steadfast. He's going to stick to his word. Uh, as they're walking away, they're hugging. Pastor Cal, I think, is similar in my thought because he's like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I don't understand, Pepper. I don't understand. He looks really, like, <laughs> distraught. <laughs> they both say that they want to stay friends or they want to stay in each other's lives, um, which I thought was nice. I thought it was going to be, and still think it could possibly one of the most amicable mass divorces we've ever seen. And they might finally break the streak and be a couple who breaks up and stays friends. That's a no. I had that yeah. note too. I was like, are they going to be the first to be friends? Well, not first, like Sam and Neil, I guess. But the second mass couple, because you always mention how they don't stay friends. I don't think they're going to be friends. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Okay, so next up is a little surprise. Decision Day has a certain format, and (laughs) Justin and Alexis chose to just really throw a wrinkle into the Decision Day format. Mm -hmm. So, for reasons that I'm sure none of us understood at the time, we see Justin and Alexis. So, uh, Alexis is, they're having a one-on-one conversation, and Alexis is like, we did it! And I'm like, you don't sound very enthusiastic. (laughs) She looked like she was physically in pain. (laughs) She then tells Justin that she needs time, that she said yes because she sees the change and she sees how we grew, but she needs time to process and come to terms. Much like Justin, I'm a little confused. What does I need time mean? So Justin asks what his yes means, and she says yes means yes to time. Like she saw the good, but she saw the bad. And she likes that they can restart, but that there has to be some aspect of that they still remember. I have no idea what she's saying. Is she trying to say we need to hold on to the lessons that we have learned? Or is she trying to say, I'm still holding on to the bitterness and anger of everything that's occurred before this day? What did you think she was trying to say? I think she was being petty. Like, we're not just going to move on and then you get to go scot-free with all the things that you said, all the things that you put me through. We will remember everything that we went through. We will remember all the things you're taking accountability for because, you know, he's been saying, I've been in my head and I'm creating a narrative. And she's like, nope, you're not going to get away scot-free. We have to remember that because that's the only way to move forward. If she really wanted to move forward, that would not be a thing. But she's using that as leverage to hold on to her anger and to give her a reason to not want to be here. Justin says that his biggest fear was her quitting and she was just he was just afraid that she would quit on them and that she would stop trying. And she stops him to say, I'm just not happy with you saying quitting. Choosing herself and her happiness is not quitting. So they sit there and debate whether 
quitting is quitting or if it's something, whatever. So Alexis says, have you broken up with anybody? Did you consider that quitting? And he uh, says, <laughs> that was a good question. It, it was a good question. In any context besides the one that we're in. And he says something about, well, if we give it 12 months, but if they don't want to give it 12 months, then they might as well just quit now. Um, now, you guys, over the course of the season, Justin and Alexis do the interview together, and they're all huggled and snuggled up on each other. Not this time. <laughs> in this one, they're standing pretty far apart, and Alexis is saying that she has doubts, and she doesn't like that feeling, and Justin is saying, now you're making it seem like a privilege that you chose me. And then he says, let's talk about it later. And she says, how's that fair? Justin says, it's not fair. Alexis says, let's go start our marriage with all the enthusiasm that one can expect from someone going to the guillotine. Um, <laughs> um, Alexis says that she didn't think that they'd be arguing. And he asks if she has doubts. And there's a long silence. And she says, I told you at the table that I was having doubts in general. This whole thing is crazy. Justin says, the question was, do you have doubts? And she's like, I'm logical. I'm not emotional. When she says she's not emotional, that is a dig at Justin every time. Okay? Every single time. And she's not emotional, so she doesn't change like the wind. So if she wrote down on a piece of paper that she was having doubts, she has not changed her mind in the hour or two hours it's been since she wrote the piece of paper. I was with Alexis on here. Like, don't ask her that question. Right now, you can tell that she's mad. Right now, she's done that. You've asked her a million and one times. She's giving you an answer. Are you looking for her to change the answer? Yes, I've always said that her body language is louder than her words, but she gave you her answer. Just let it be. <laughs> no, Justin does not let it be. Because after the argument, he asks, has your yes changed? And she <laughs> says with such disdain, no, Justin, my yes has not changed. Yeah, I'd be irritated too. Like, have all the insecurities you want and the fear that you want, but don't let it rule you. Like, get a grip. Uh, I, on one hand, this was amazing to see because we've never seen it before. But on the <sighs> other hand, all it told us was like, this is the weakest yes that has ever been. This was like a 10% yes at best that she gave him. <laughs> here wondering i was like oh they got to the happy hour first uh are they gonna do it in the same place not the next day and then i was like oh no it's a fight <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we'll be right back and we're back to discuss the couples when they pretend like they don't know what each other said and they find out what happened at decision day but before we do that let us hear your rankings, Aid. My ranking is Stasha was number one. There were a lot of solid colors. So when she went for that pattern, that beautiful white and flower pattern on her dress, I had to give her a number one. Number two was Lindy. I thought the green was amazing. It's kind of dramatic for the daytime, but wonderful. And I really feel like Lindy probably tied with Kristen in terms of like both of their dresses were very, very nice and looked great on them. Um, and then I'm sorry, Alexis was at the bottom. I hated I her dress was the one I liked the least. Okay. Well, 
I don't know how to rank mine because now I'm like, is it the dress by itself or is it how it looked on them? But number one was Tasha's. It was just right and it was really pretty. Um, number two for me, I would say was Alexis just cause of my initial reaction when she walked out, it was almost akin to the prom when she stepped out. Like Justin said, she looked like a goddess, but I agree with you in some way, like in the color. Um, number three, honestly, is a tie. Lindy and Kristen are tied because the dresses were pretty, but it's more like how we looked. Like you said, Lindy's was, it was doing a lot for the daytime. <laughs> she should have won that to prom. <laughs> Someone was asking on Reddit, how do we think that they handle being on a TV show for eight weeks when it comes you- to clothes? Like, do you just um, go out and buy a whole bunch of new stuff? Are you renting? Are you borrowing? I just cannot imagine having to be camera ready. Even I think they shoot probably like five, six days a week yeah. for eight weeks. That's crazy. I mean, Linda repeated her clothes. So, yeah. But like Stasha and Alexis, they never repeated anything. And I don't think, uh, what's her name? Kristen did either. But Kristen was more casual. I feel like Stasha and Lind- and Alexis gave us like looks, looks. Like Kristen's, I can see hers. Like it was just shorts, tanks or whatever. But Stasha pulled out the stops. I think, and I do believe Stasha pulled everything from her closet. And also wow. shots, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we move on to the happy hour. I will say Lindy's dress was so cute. It was like this cute pink. I don't know if it was a jumpsuit or just a really short like summer dress, but it was really, really cute. I liked it. And then Ben shows up and Ben has his spark back. I can tell. He's put the seven pounds back on. He has his smile back. His face is not as gaunt and he's happy again. And then I'm like, oh God, if Ben shows up, that means Morgan's coming. And sure enough, Bad Vibes Morgan walks in with all of her bra glory, like in a white button down, opened up for her bralette and jeans. And the people gave her a lot of compliments. It lasted for a long time, (laughs) but they were both glowing. They were not wrong about that. So I guess it's good that they separated. Yeah, they're better off apart. But if you ask me who's worst dressed for the season and she was only in half of it, definitely Morgan. I feel bad because she's just a very casual girl. and I think I'm probably more casual too. But she just looked like a bum half the time she was on TV. Well, she didn't want to be there. And also, my memory of her is just scrubs. I don't even (laughs) remember actual clothes. (laughs) Or workout clothes. Was it a workout clothes or scrubs? (sighs) Um, Ben said that he hasn't really talked to Morgan, but that they ran into each other at the gym and they both had headphones on and they were walking by and they just threw the peace sign at each other. And my only question was, they go to the same gym? Which is just wow. But this happens so much on maps. You could have met anywhere. You could have met. Apparently they could have met at the gym. Well, they're both there frequently. Like you're telling me they didn't recognize each other or did they just not mention that? Maybe one of them started at this gym very recently. It'd be interesting if one of them discovered the gym because of the other one. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing. I don't think Morgan will go to the same gym. Because I'm just like, if you go to the same gym, then you kind of live close to each other? So anyways, that was the question. And those were the thoughts that were going through my mind. Stasha is sitting on Nate's lap. And I'm like, guys, your answer is right there. Like people are, you know, huddled up or sitting far apart with tension. So Stasha says she thinks that Ben and Morgan gave up too soon and Morgan should have given Ben more grace. 
So they huddle up. Miguel says they want to know everyone's. Hold, hold on, s- sorry. What nonsense was Stasha talking about? <laughs> that may be the dumbest thing that was said this whole episode. Well, you know, sometimes people think you fight, 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 even if it's unpleasant. <laughs> I mean, and in some ways, I kind of understand. I mean, I, by no means, I think they're incompatible. But I think it's a what if situation in that Morgan should have given Ben grace. She didn't even give him a chance. It's akin to Alyssa, except she gave him two days. <sighs> but you didn't um, get to know anything about him, per se. Okay, maybe she just feels they should have stuck it out for the whole eight weeks. But, you know, as you said, the man walked in looking alive again, which he never did when he was, <laughs> when he was with Morgan. I don't see what benefit it would have been to them to stick it out for longer or try to make it work longer. Yeah. Maybe Morgan could have been nicer, but I just don't buy that. Oh, they should have worked harder. Yeah. I mean, it's just to conclusively say we tried everything and it didn't work, but who needs that? Sometimes, you know, um, Stasha says that they both said no. And then they laugh. Stasha tells them that she was on the fence. She didn't sleep the night before, but it was important for her to stay committed and the eight weeks weren't enough time, and she wanted to fight for her marriage. Nate agrees as the camera pans to Morgan. The shade. <laughs> Nate says one red flag, and usually he runs, but right now they're married, and he doesn't want to be a quitter. And as soon as he said quitter, the camera pans to Morgan and Justin, because that <laughs> is a trigger word for Justin. Lindy says she said yes, and Miguel said yes. Lindy said she wasn't sure, but when she was walking down, he was so excited to see her, and he was so cute, and it was like their chosen wedding, and Lindy, Lindy, she just kept gushing. Alexis says, sis, to Kristen, I notice you're not wearing your ring anymore. Two people who talk to each other every day. She (laughs) says she wanted to see, you know, what they, uh, Kristen says she wanted to see what they had, and it's hot and it's cold. By the end of the day, did she give this everything? that she had, she felt like she did, and Mitt chimes in and says they both came to the same conclusion and they both had different ideas and lifestyles. At this point, Alexis looks broken. I think it's because she's like, damn, why didn't I say no? I could be free like these people. (laughs) Um, Kristen says that, you know, they were sacrificing too much of themselves and they still want to be friends and she would leave her door ajar if he wanted to be a husband, I was like, Kristen, take that back because Lindy hates Mitch. We've been knowing this whole season and that just activated <laughs> something. And she's like, you deserve better than a door crack. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis asked if he will ever, you know, come back, you know, based on what she said. And he's like, he hesitates. And he's like, I mean, I just don't know. I want the door open for friendship. And I'm like, oh, Mitch. Oh, Mitch. After saying all of that, and I'm like, Mitch, stop. He's like, I mean, none of that came from my end. And then the ajar thing and all the ladies are like, okay, just make that close, double lock it, throw away the key. Kristen is like, wow, and everything. You know, Mitch is very easily understood, misunderstood, but I kind of knew where he was coming. Like, he was just like, I don't want it to seem like I'm leading you on and there's a chance, like, the door is closed for me. Like, you're the one who said it, so why is everyone asking me questions? Like, I didn't say it. 
So I was I, I was really annoyed with Kristen. Her self respect is really in the gutter. The man said oh no God. to you earlier today. And now you're saying like, well, he can come back, but I have conditions. This man ain't never said he wanted to come back. So conditions don't stay consistent. I don't know. And yeah, not a licensed therapist or anything, but Kristen's self-esteem needs some work. Like this just, he's shown you who he is time and time again and you keep making concessions and then you end up looking like the fool. Like just let it go. And if I was Mitch, I would be mad because it seems like another moment where he didn't do anything wrong and then somehow he's on the defense. Yeah. He's just being honest. He could have lied and said, oh, yeah, the door is open for me, too. And maybe that's what yeah. people are supposed to do. But he's like, I never opened a door. I never yeah. spoke of a door. I never tapped on a door. I never knocked on a door. <laughs> that's never, all you guys. I never even built a door. So why are we asking me <laughs> when I made it clear that we don't have the same lifestyle? So what would the door even, like, what is she even opening the crack for if nothing changes? Like, oh, God. She said he could come back when he knows that she's ready for a marriage and a ring. And I said he did. He, he never said he wanted to come back. He never said that. That's so embarrassing. Like I would never. My pride would never. Anyways, Lindy said in the confessional when Mitch talks, it's just blah blah blah. And she's just like, I can't. I can't. She just hates the man. So Kristen says that this moment has given her clarity, and the Mitch and Kristen show is over. I mean, I think that's what he said on the couch in decision day, but okay. Justin said he knew he was going to say yes. She said, uh, Alexis said she said yes, but 20 minutes later, they got into a huge argument. And ever since then, she says, my husband has asked me several times if I regret it. And she's still processing. Mitch is like, oh, sorry to hear that. I was like, wait, sorry to hear what? (laughs) And Justin is like, same. So Miguel asks, like, is it a recurring thing or is it something new that pushed you to that? And Alexis says, no, it's kind of like they went back to where they were and she wanted to move forward. So Miguel says, like, you guys just need to cut the bullshit and you have to be like, do you choose me? Stop the whining. And how do we get from here to a happy place? I'm like, Miguel, is that you? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're never fully, like, honest with each other. So that was very interesting to see. And Lindy says, yeah, you got to make objective measures rather than emotional ones. Again, a job adjusted. So they're doing a confessional. And the producer asks where they go from here. And Justin says that he would like to make it work but he doesn't know what's on her agenda and he doesn't want to speak for her. And I was so frustrated with Justin at this point. I was just like, what a passive aggressive bitch. I'm sorry. I don't take it back. I'm just like, I'm over it. I feel like Justin is manipulative and I'm sick of it. It's so par for the course. So like, it's just the same old shit over and over again. So Alexis says she's done. And like from nowhere, I don't even think she planned. I believe her. She did not plan to say that, but she just like, I can't do this. If I'm frustrated, I have never met this man in my life. I have only seen clips and cuts and just this episode, just how many times what we've seen, how many times he's asked her about her decision. I can't even imagine how many times it was in real life. I'm frustrated. So I can't even imagine how she feels. (laughs) She's like, I'm done. I said, these two jokers broke up after D-Day. Legendary. <laughs> I've never seen it. All these years of watching the show. How do you say yes in the morning? And by the evening, you're like, you know what? I'm done. 
<laughs> 12 hours. Um, then she tells him, all I did was love you to the best of my ability. And if that's not enough, then she's sorry. And the producer is like, um, just for clarification, they didn't say that part, but it's like, so this is goodbye. And she's like, yes. And Justin says, yes, it's divorce. And he walks away. He says, have a good night. And that was it. And they played the most beautiful song that I tried finding. And it's no, it's nowhere anywhere. I couldn't find that song, but yeah. So during this like segment, they actually showed a a preview for the next season of maths with all the faces blurred. Because they haven't announced who's going to be on there. It was weird. And they should never do that again. I want to say they've done that before. I feel like they did one where we just didn't see anybody's face. Mm. Like they had side views or back views or whatever. This one was just legit blurred faces. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Which I think it'll be in the next two weeks. They've gotten into a habit of doing the people announcement before the previous season is over. So I expect to see the people announcement in the next two weeks. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Back to the show. So everybody's packing. Nate is in a black and white jacket just for Tane. <laughs> um, Kristen and Mitch retread last night. Mitch makes it clear that he doesn't want to string her along and that the girls gang up on him and make him out to be some half-assed dude and Kristen lies and says, no one was thinking that you were half-assing things. And Kristen says it seems silly to close the door for the future. And that's not what he said. I'm like, the man said no on decision date. That is what he said. <laughs> he said maybe in a different situation it could work. But I really think at that point he shouldn't even have said that. He said the door open is not important to him. And it's best if we just completely close the door. And Kristen gets a little hyphy. And this is her own fault. <laughs> he did not do anything to her. You brought it upon yourself. He asked her if she wants one of their like married people mugs. And she's like, no. <laughs> um, she says that he doesn't deserve her. And I'm like, okay, you're probably right. I don't think Mitch does deserve you. No. But he also doesn't want you. So um she asked they have a little friendly conversation where she says she's going camping next month and she asked him to watch luna and he gladly says yes uh this was the moment when i was like okay maybe they can be friends if he's watching the dog the whole thing read sarcastic to me and i'm like give this a day or two wait till you tell your friends and then they get you all hype like what he said what i'll watch luna you're not talking to that man ever again in your life <laughs> so no Kristen's bitter to shine through when she says it was great marrying a stranger and it's going to be great divorcing a stranger. <laughs> and you know what? Kristen's entitled to be bitter. It's a lot to go through this process to see your friends actually have someone who they could be with for the rest of their lives and you don't. Um, but they were just a, a mismatch. Yeah. The and I still am not convinced that Kristen likes that man that much anyway. He had the title husband. That's all he had going for him. And that's all she's looking for. Uh, We're back to Justin and Alexis packing. He says he was optimistic, but 12 hours later, she said she wanted a divorce and he didn't see that coming. He said it was an embarrassment and he says that she should have been honest and transparent. I agree with everything he says up to she should have been honest and transparent. I think she was pretty honest and transparent. (laughs) 
In her interview, Alexis says that in the moment she was frustrated with the situation and it just felt like they were going back to square one. So then we see them packing and Alexis asks Justin if he's headed out and then she apologizes. She's not proud of how she hurt him. She shouldn't have blindsided him. And he says he appreciates it, uh, that he appreciates it. She said that she came looking for love and she didn't expect a lesson and she was embarrassed that she woke up feeling mortified about the way that she broke up with him, which I had a lot of respect for Alexis in that moment. She does this all the time, though. She says something that's hurtful, then she apologizes. It's not difficult for her to apologize. Uh, I think it's difficult. Well, okay. I'll give her credit for it, though. Um, I feel like he pushed her to breaking up with him. <laughs> yeah. So her taking on the responsibility for the way it happened, mm-hmm. I thought was, she deserves some credit for that. Okay. Um, in an interview, Justin says that he was let down, that she did exactly as he feared, which was quit. Um, but in the kitchen again, they hug and they say, I love you. And then in another interview, Justin says, she's all talk. She wants to be married, but she doesn't want to be married to me. But what does that have to do with being all talk? (laughs) (laughs) He says, maybe he didn't take her feelings into consideration, but she didn't take his into consideration. I'm like, okay. I appreciate Justin and Alexis for providing the entertainment this hour. They just, they really had me in a tailspin. The whole episode, I was like, what are we doing? Where are we doing? Where are we going? Yeah, what would they have given us in the episode? The same, you know, boring decision day that we usually have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe one last argument from Morgan and Ben, but good for them. They didn't give us that. So last off is Lindy and Miguel. And they just talk about how wonderful it is that they're together, that they're happy, that they're married to a stranger, and that they love each other. And Lindy calls it a fairy tale. And uh, that's it. It was, I don't, I can't, you know, for the life of me, I can't remember other decision days, but I feel like this breezed by, like it just went by really quickly. Yes, but I give all of that credit to Justin and Alexis. <laughs> That's true. You just stretched on more. All right, Tane. Who has your bouquet this week? My bouquet goes to Nate. Because what you're not going to do is call me out and I will not call you back out. <laughs> so we're going to take 50-50 on the blame. And I appreciated that. <laughs> Who has yours? Mine goes to Mitch because he said no, which was the right answer. I mean, he messed with my predictions. Um, But I actually really respected him calling Kristen out for her and her friends ganging up on him Mm -hmm. to make him responsible for something that he never said. Yeah. And then we got Lindy on the interview acting like he did something wrong by not co-signing something that he never said. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And I do think that there was probably a lot of pressure, like, oh, you guys get along. Oh, you have a spark of something. You guys should say yes. And I think that Mitch was the driving force behind being like, you know, that's not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) So who has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes goes to two people. It goes to Justin, because if you look for something, you will find what you're looking for. And he found what he was looking for. By just poking and prodding and poking and prodding. 
you should have just let her come to it by herself and let her process like she asked you for. And it also goes to Kristen for not having enough self-respect to just, the door is closed and the door is closed and let's just keep it moving. Who has yours? Similar. Mine also goes to just Justin, though. Um, On one hand, Justin took his fate into his own hands because he pushed Alexis into breaking up with him. He's like, well, I'm scared she's going to break up with me, so I'm going to go ahead and push her into it. <laughs> on the other hand, like, that's the best thing for them. They could have dragged it out for another week. They could have made each other miserable for a couple more weeks, but I really, even without all the bickering they did to cause them to break up on that day, they were not ever going to last. Nope. Nope. That girl was checked out a long time ago. And you know what? I have another burnt ashes. I'm going to okay. go ahead and give my burnt ashes to Alexis for saying yes. When she knows full <laughs> well, she should have said no. <laughs> now, granted, yes. she only dragged it out for an extra 12 hours, but still. It was FOMO. What if? What if this is the man for me? It didn't even take her one day to be like, but he's not the man for me. And I wonder when they count the stats. Does this count as a yes for decision day or a no for decision day? Well, I mean, how do they count how did they count it for last season where nobody stayed together? I mean, everybody said yes on decision day? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So do they count that? It depends. If you're counting on yes on decision day, then it counts. I guess. On camera, what was said was yes. It may be the shortest after, the shortest breakup right after yes. Yes, yes. They they broke the record for that. The only thing we haven't had is any couple rekindling. Yeah. Afterwards. I I look forward to the day that it happens. I much like people being friends. I'm not sure that it's it'll ever be a thing. Does Michaela and Zach count? I mean, they slept together, but it wasn't like they were dating. I, I, it would only count for me if they like rekindled to have like a good relationship that lasted to at least like a few months to a year or something. Not like, oh, you know, random hooking up that you do with your ex. Did you catch a glimpse of the preview for the yes. reunion? My yes. jaw was on the floor. I feel like Justin came to be messy and stupid. And I feel like he came to lie. There is something wrong with him. That is so like of all of the things that Nate made a passage like what there's nothing I don't even think Justin is Nate's type Nate can't stand Justin <laughs> like if he was gonna make a pass like it would not be Justin wow uh, I can't wait I hope they don't fight it's not a good look but Alexis did not move an inch she just sat there <laughs> I think I was kind of surprised because I think we saw one preview for the reunion before they broke up so from where I mean it's great that everybody can sit together because there have been other reunions where couples who have broken up can't sit together so Mm -hmm. unless our shocker for next week is that Justin and Alexis got back together Hmm. I can't wait Kevin is back so for a little second I wasn't sure if Kevin was going to make it but Looking yeah, forward to they it. Yeah, all the other shows to different people. Yeah. But anyway, this has been a really good season of Married at First Sight, and we'll see how these reunions go. Um, yeah. And we'll be back next week to tell you all about them. 
But that's it for this week. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. Don't forget to find us on Is This Real Life on Sunday with Mandy Slutsker. And we would love to hear from you guys on social media. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes, especially when the season ends. Give us a five-star review if you're so inclined on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.